Welcome back to Handbook from Handbook from Mortals. I'm Megan Griffin. And I'm James DeBrooker. Welcome back to the week by week podcast where we turn the same gimlet eye we have on everything else to Handbook for Mortals by Lanny Serum. Um, if I'm a little bit het or up than normal this week, it's because we I just read our first bad review. Hooray! Uh, reader engagement. Um, All right, if I had no. We were, I didn't think that's not worth talking about on the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. But still, you know, it's it's nice to get noticed. Um, heel heat is still heat, as I always say. Sure. Um, so, yes, uh, we are we are we are winding down. And I, in fact, have a have a cunning plan for what we should do this episode, which I will tell everybody uh, in real time. This week, we are here to talk about Judgment, the 20th chapter, the penultimate chapter of Handbook for Mortals. Last week, we talked about how Zaid got well. And this week, we're dealing with the the knockdown effects of Zaid getting well. Is that more or less accurate? Yeah. All right. For the for the second to last time this podcast, I, I, I return to my companion, Alan Moore, and discuss uh, the tragic... And, you know, bleakly optimistic reading of the 20th Trump, which in many tarot decks is Judgment, in the Thoth tarot deck is the Eon. So, here we go. Ideas mankind will need one fears sometime in the next 20 years. Tis then card 20 comes in play. The Eon once called Judgment Day. Apocalypse's world's end scene needs only revelation me. Our world of ideas set alight by information fierce and bright. Man's knowledge doubles, it appears, just less than every couple of years. Man's last two years more breakthroughs see than all your previous history. It's said by 2017, this doubling's each half-second scene. Here information's flashpoint looms, its blaze reveals as it consumes. Men judge themselves in this new light. One's worldview crashed, the next takes flight. One eon's burned by this knowledge flash, new consciousness born from its ash. Says Crowley when not telling jokes, this eon Harpocrates evokes. World's end is ruled then by his rod, Harpocrates, the silent god. So we have uh, Apocalypse's Revelation, which we talked about fairly recently. And yeah, basically anything written before, definitely before 2000, um, has a really utopian view of where we would be at by now. (laughs) And, 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 exactly, exactly. It's not like, it's not like when you watch the Jetsons and go, oh shit, we were supposed to have flying cars by now, but... (laughs) I've seen flying cars. Functional flying cars. I've seen functional flying cars. Okay. There have been an Oshkosh. They're just never... what? Oshkosh is an annual flying conference. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I've seen little flying cars. They don't look like what you'd think they would, but yes. Okay. All right. Flying cars are a thing. They're never we going won't. to be a thing as the Jetsons want, but they are a thing. I'll send you pictures. So, okay. Um, but it's it's one thing to have that, and it's another thing to have someone writing in 2000 going, yeah, by 2017, things will be less shitty, and going, aww. I don't know why anybody would think that the world would get better in 17 years. 
Granted, I guess well, 2000 is pre-9-11, so... It, 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 trust me, I don't even think that that factors into Alan Moore's broad worldview at all. But, 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 we are only here to talk about one specific thing that bums us out, <laughs> and that is Handbook for Mortals. Yes. So, this is, this is a really short chapter. Oh, I'm on the um, wrong chapter. We're not on death, we're on judgment. Whoops. There correct. Um, this is, okay. yeah. So... The chapter opens with, on page 398, uh, Zade finally mentions that, yes, she has to get permission to eat people's memories. Oh, um, this is such a long conversation, and it doesn't result in much. Like, so, she talks about how she has to get permission because that's the way that's going to be easy. You can force it out of someone, but it's difficult, and some people even block, so you can't do it. So, like, yeah, you think back to, as James has recently read Harry Potter, Slughorn changing his memories of the conversation of Horcruxes with uh, Tom Riddle. Um, so, Mac makes her promise that he would she would only pull memories from the time she passed out until she woke up. But her mom, who is now officially back to being her mom and not Della... Um, and Charles don't make that promise, so she takes advantage of their generosity and pulls other memories. Now, here's a question for you. Earlier on in the podcast, we talked about the Slasher Vision chapters. Yes. And we decided that it was fairly clearly Zade viewing things through the person's eyes by virtue of her memory eating talents right um i don't know if we actually discussed that but okay because if 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 i don't she, think it is if she if it's the ones you're talking about the ones where they're italicized yeah but 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 where is that coming from then because no, i think that's literally supposed to be another point of view okay because the only it, because she has the uh, I can read people's minds and take their memories power, that's the only way to make it consistent in terms of points of view. And it, 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 it and she's got this promise with Mac, so it couldn't have been that because she's yeah. only looking. I think uh, that uh, she only pulled the memories where it's not italicized, but it's clearly supposed to be other people's memories. And that's why it changes because then the italicized is her and put on these memories okay so she <clears throat> devours people's intellects and she talks about how it's in the mall not a quick process and that it's draining which you know makes sense um but then it gets weird because like oh the best way when the best way when you have willing participants is to sit with each of them and put them into an almost catatonic state while you comb through their thoughts that is what i did <laughs> yeah but then it's like, I wonder if I could find an easier, a, a way to do it easier and better without, without asking, asking for permission. For permission. Oh my God. So, and like, again, so before she even does that, it's explicitly said that like, they told her their point of view of what happened. All three of them wanted to tell them, tell her this and that she sat down with each of them and they told her. But this wasn't sufficient enough information. I don't know about you, but like, 
I don't know. I would have just asked. Yeah. Like, so, like, hey, what happened while I was passed out? Oh, okay, cool. I, If anybody was like, yeah, sure, you could take my memories of your car accident if you want. I would be like, you know what? I'm good. I'm okay remembering the fact that there's about a two-month, like, Percocet haze that I don't particularly remember, which is really funny because, like, a friend of mine told me she was going to move to Australia potentially and take a job, and then later told me about the paperwork or something, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, like, there's plenty of this chunk of my life that I don't remember, but I still would not want to pull memories and, like, witness all this. So well, Right, but you, you, you're you also not writing a book about your experiences. but So... I mean, it the it's just a weird setup. Like, I'm okay understanding being like, if they were like, we don't want to talk about it, or if she was like, I don't want to make you relive it, so I'm just going to pull your memories. But instead, it is explicitly said they all three wanted to tell her what happened. They all sat down to tell her their own stories, and she went, "That's not enough information for me." And this book is so wibbly wombly timey wimey about stuff is it ever really made clear how long zade was in a coma no idea okay because like based on based on my read we're talking about something that takes place maybe over a couple of days yeah or something like that i think it is at most like three maybe four days right let's okay let's 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 be let's be generous and say from the grand illusion to her waking up is maybe five days soup to nuts. Like what happens in that five days? Well, you, you, you laid in bed and we were stressed about you. And like, we told how we met like a lot of this memory pulling. If, if you haven't listened to the past episodes is flashbacks to Della and Charles meeting for the first time or, bonding for the first time i guess and so it's like if it had this the whole thing of like they were willing to tell me had been removed i would have been a little bit more on board with the memory pulling than i actually am now because of that especially now that there's this whole like i wonder if i could find an easier and better way of doing this without permission why i think right because nobody is keeping secrets yeah from zade and I, I, the, the, a a more a more complex narrative would have as a plot point would, would would play into this is just what zade was able to get yes from these people it is in no way the totality of what happened this is right just what they were willing to share so who knows what dark secrets could but but it's not that narrative it's not that book and and again if she pulled this to get a clear and full picture or whatever there are parts in the last chapter alone where she's like my mother's doing magic i don't know what kind of magic it was my mother was putting stuff on me i don't know what that stuff was and so it's like what information did you glean other than like my guess is this whole i wanted to find something out from her mother or i wanted to find something out from my mother and charles but like and that's not not revealed no not at all and so yeah and then there's a line that's um having spent so much time on it i decided that i would definitely try definitely go was definitely going to try to look into it later someone in the magic world might have already perfected the process in a way i didn't know 
Which goes back to the idea of magic being a field of study and ongoing development. Yeah. Which... Like, do you guys have message boards? Is there a group right. text? Is there a Facebook group? Like, how are you guys communicating? Are you communicating? Because your mom was kicked out of the magic world from what we understand. What do you mean by magic world? Is it just witches and warlocks? Or is it, are there vampires? You know, the whole list of questions that Max, Max ugh, the list of questions that Mac asked last chapter. Wow, that is not a tongue twister, but it is 10 a.m. Yeah, um, I, I think that I, I, I considering um, going back to my idea that I want a book where it's magic with a K, but the K comes before the M. I want a world where there's <laughs> witches and wizards, but the only other supernatural creatures are like creatures from the Black Lagoon or something like that. Like, it, oh, yeah, no, vampires and werewolves. Oh, oh uh, that's that's just Hollywood movie stuff. But 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 we don't talk about the fishmen. Just shh. <laughs> your shapes of water and all that well i recently uh, listened to a worst bestsellers episode because um, i like going through their back catalog randomly where they uh, talked about um there's a group of erotic fan fiction um where one of them the president did me from behind and i liked it and i think it, the other one they did one with santa and then there's one that's um i think it's also bigfoot did me from behind and i liked it and that's all I can think of now. It's just a world where that Bigfoot exists. Huh. And it's well, a Bigfoot that lives with his mother. Okay. Well, horses for courses, as um, we always say. So. So, yeah. So, so, so Zade is like, I want to steal people's memories more efficiently. Yeah. And then there's this really tragic paragraph that I'm not sure how much of the author it reveals. When I was a kid, I had had odd fantasies about my parents getting back together. It was something that I had always only slightly hoped for, as I never, really never thought it could happen. All right, you jumped ahead again. Oh, well, yeah, I jumped ahead. To, I, so, so, yeah, she continues to recover. She t- um, continues to recover, but on top of that, the show in Las Vegas has gone on hiatus. And they talk about how Mac and Charles aren't going to leave. The official story behind why it's on hiatus is to create new set designs. Um, And we get the line of, but then again, who was I really to judge? Which I guess is like the judgment of the chapter. Um, Oh yeah. When, when she's this is right before the fantasies about parents get back together, you know, like Charles and Della Reese getting, getting cozier again. So yeah. um, I don't know anything about her parents and whether or not Lanny Serum's parents are still together or not. Um, I know your parents were until, um, yep. Only, only the cold embrace of death could separate my parents. Um, mine divorced when I was very young, um, almost too young to remember, except for that. Uh, I ended up at a restaurant and texted my mom and was like, did you guys tell me that you were getting divorced in this restaurant? And she was like, yeah, why? And I was like, cause I'm sitting here and having like, almost anxiety like flashbacks um but i never wanted my parents to get back together at least not that i can remember my mother may tell me otherwise maybe between the ages of like five and seven i had these moments but i particularly never cared it it is it is one of the chunks of this book that reads very true yeah and whenever whenever there is a genuine emotion in this book i find myself going okay how much is the the veil thin though it may be slipping in right. terms of the the character as self-insertion and also um, want to point out like 
that's just me talking about my point of view. I'm not saying like most kids are that way. I know plenty of kids that hope that their parents get back together. Um, and there are some parents that do. I think it's very rare. Like I've known a couple. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. No, all I can think of is Gilmore Girls where her parents get back together. Although they didn't get divorced. Um, it's just weird. Right. So, um, Mac continues to keep everybody updated. Um, there's a lot, you know, background, 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 shout out to Imagine Dragons. Okay. So we have this entire paragraph of like Matt giving them, but does it not sound like they're still in Vegas? Like that people want to come visit? It's, it's, yeah. Like, like he keeps trying to like give jobs or like odd work. And like, I, that is a whole nother issue more than in and of itself, but there's it does sound like some of the crew wants to visit and so the assumption is that they are actually still in vegas though later it's a we did you guys get back today or last night kind of thing so it's like wait did you guys know she's in tennessee were people trying to fly to tennessee it's not exactly like an easy flight to get right and you'd think that it would be quick and easy to say we're in yeah, Tennessee. she flew back to Tennessee to bear to to be to be with her mom while she recovers. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, it's that either they're trying to pretend that they're still in um, Vegas, or this cast gets paid a ridiculous amount and they're trying to fly out to Tennessee on their vacation, which like. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's only one coworker of mine that I would probably fly anywhere for, and that's because she's literally my best friend. But like if one of my coworkers in the office that I used to work in got sick and ended up in the hospital, I still don't think I would fly back to Atlanta just for the sake of that. So, I don't, it's a weird line. And I only say that because later it implies that, that that like Tad knew that they were in Tennessee. But yeah, let's talk about the fact that Jackson's going to go open for Imagine Dragons. Ugh, that fucking band. Jesus hey, Christ. I like them. Ugh. Um, so like, yeah, it's a weird kind of throwaway because Jackson comes back in this chapter. Um, they were doing a quick tour opening for Imagine Dragons that timed perfectly with the break. So like, one first things first to quote that fucking song that's used in every goddamn trailer on the planet now Ugh. i like their stuff i've seen them live they're pretty good did jackson open for them they did not i went to there's a big um music festival in atlanta called music midtown in september and i got joshua tickets to see imagine dragons a few years ago and it rained and I got sick, but we had a blast. We did not stay for Red Hot Chili Peppers, though, because we were cold and wet. The end. Okay. <laughs> um, so, speaking of things that suck, she brings up the Fuck disease you. that she says everyone, or she comes up with um, as a uh, excuse, which is, uh, she, com- she says, she goes on WebMD, which... For those of you playing along at home, literally the only reason to go on WebMD is to come up with a fake disease that it sounds like you have. No, you go on WebMD when you have, like, 
a sniffly nose to be like, why do I have a sniffly nose? And then you go, oh, shit, I'm dying. Because WebMD is almost always going to tell you you're dying. So there is... Um, Basically, she it up. this paragraph I... is what Lanny Serum did. Which, again, much like I wish my parents would get back together, um, going on WebMD to figure out what she thinks that she had. Um, very true. Double pneumonia is actually a thing. Oh, yeah, both um, of the things are... Osler-Weber Renew syndrome is an actual thing, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it was... I just thought huh double pneumonia that sounds weird um oh yeah there's so many different kinds of pneumonia i've had at least two different kinds none of them are fun and um so that's why so that's why the doctors in vegas had been so confused because she had double pneumonia and osler weber rendu syndrome so they had to go out to the fucking top flight medical facilities in centerville tennessee um Appalachia being famous for its medical infrastructure. Um, and then they kind of yada yada over everything. Now, now this is a, there's a, a, there's a real big thing that gets alighted over in this chapter. And I'm glad to be discussing it with you, Mr. Frodo, at the end of all things, because it is reinforcing my idea that it was alighted over and not just something that my subconscious blocked out. So anyway, um, keep that in mind. As I worked on my recovery, I counted down the days until I was able to get back to work. I knew I had been very lucky that everything had worked out the way it did. I just want to point out the paragraph before that there's a line that says, Charles and Mac explained to everyone that I didn't want to talk about it because I was too embarrassed and upset. This is the second time that she's trying to explain away, like, why she doesn't have to talk to someone in the crew by, like, I don't want to talk about it. And thus everybody bought into that. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, and no one in the show pushed for too many answers. Yep. Uh, so when the big day finally came, uh-huh. which is, is a phrase pregnant with significance, um... They're all like, oh, yeah, uh, Max, you know, Zade is sure that she wants to go back to work. Uh, Zade is also grateful that Mac didn't fuck off when she found or he found out that Zade was, you know, a supernatural entity. Um, the whole Magi Girl thing comes back, which made me vomit. So, wait, it says that the, it's been a month since she had her accident. Now, my question is... I've had walking pneumonia. That took me a long time to get over. Double pneumonia did you, did, sounds worse. Now, when you had the walking pneumonia, did you also have the boogie woogie flu? No, but I had walking pneumonia and Wegner's granulomatosis and whatever else I have that I can't remember off the top of my head now. Church Strauss. So, ah. yeah, I had an actual disease and walking pneumonia. So, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> um... You know, I I don't know. Okay. I didn't look into double will, pneumonia because I knew it was a real thing. Um, right. It's it's pneumonia in both your lungs. That's what I figured. And like, is it pneumonia or mono that's like really, really hard to get over? I don't know. Um, I know that mono traditionally has a very long recovery period. Uh, I wouldn't assume that double pneumonia is something you just sleep off in a weekend. Right. But, and I guess maybe a month is long enough. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Right. Um, Mac offers to go to hell for his aid if it needed to happen. Um, Even before that, though, um, 
going back to when you were saying that she thanks Mac for handling it. She says, you handled it better than Charles did back in the day. That's impressive. He can handle anything. Didn't Charles handle it by having a decade-long relationship with Della and fathering a child? Like He found out and cheated on Della. Oh, right, right. That was what triggered it. Got drunk, became an alcoholic, and addicted to drugs. Not that we know it's drugs. But, like, why are we pretending that Charles can handle anything when this was how he reacted to his wife having magic no it was like, it was this it was the late 70s to early to mid 80s it, it was a different even time. still like we're constantly told things about charles and it's like no i, I do <laughs> right you we what we are told about charles is the negation of what we are shown about charles agreed um come to the oh god guess you're coming over to the dark guess you've come over to the dark side i poked teasingly i heard you had cookies god so much so much this would have worked in a high school book um or like if it was something that she said frequently yeah yeah but otherwise it's just it's like she saw the shirt at hot topic as she was walking home and decided to quote it right um this is this is the hey remember the characters that I used to have a few chapters ago they're still around. Um, yes. Tad gives Zade guff for drooling blood all over him. Now, okay, I know I'm jumping ahead a lot, but yeah, you do. But it's also been twenty chapters, and you have yet to stop doing that, so it's fine. Yeah, well, and again, I'm not jumping over any action because we can we can we can expand upon Tad being Tad again. Tad is Tad um, again, and then he says, "Did you guys just get back last night?" No, we got back the day before yesterday, but we were running but around. But we were running with around with wedding. all the wedding plans, so, which yeah. is the first time that it's ever mentioned. Um, so again. Mac made up a lot of things for people to do so that they wouldn't come to the hospital that they're not really at. Or so that they wouldn't jump on a plane to go to Tennessee. Yet Tad asked, when did you guys get back? And yes, this is the first mention of a wedding. And, and, And so at first I thought, okay, maybe Della Reese and Charles are getting back together. But it's... It's not. Mac and Zade are going to get married, right? Like this is what this is this is talking about. I'm and... not going to spoil it for you, but yes, I mean this is one of those things that does better in a movie. For example, um, nope, don't have any off the top of my head. It's ten o'clock on a Sunday. Um, okay, okay, but, but like because the turnaround time is quicker because we're reading this a chapter at a time, week by week. You don't get the payoff of their wedding in the next like really quick but yes you're right this is the first mention we've had of a wedding and um they've spent i guess a month looking for a dress because the dress is the most important part of any wedding and mac would have worn his show blacks i so if since we have established that zade is willing to use magic for vulgar personal gain. Why didn't she just magic up a dress? Because the magic in this book 
is only there when the author remembers that her protagonist has magic. Because it's clearly established by the stage illusion that, that Zade can magically create and shape matter. Um, so it's not just illusions and it's not just transient stuff like making the pretzel god stand explode. Right. So why not just wizard up a dress? Uh, uh, but... All right. <laughs> because again, the magic in this book is only there when the author remembers that there's magic. Speaking of incoherence, uh, Zade had looked into the future and it did look promising, but things had looked promising before and gone wrong. Can't, do we have an example of that? No. Because <laughs> it, 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 every time every time a character prophecies in this book, it comes to pass. Um, so, I don't know. Um, then there's a surprise party. <laughs> Which your tone makes me think that you felt about the surprise party about how I did. Of like, of course there's a surprise party. I mean, she got sick, she passed out, she's been out sick for a month, like... Oh yeah, it's it's a totally it's a totally normal human being thing to happen. Right. But it didn't need to happen at their place of work. I guess. I mean, it just it's that doesn't bother me. It, it, it's such a because we have no because no character has an inner life outside of their interactions with Zade. It is very true. It is not like it, it. It doesn't feel like a surprise party as much as it does. Lanny Serum opens up the fridge door and the light comes on and all of the food is willed into existence again because you know because because she's observing it. The waveform collapses and Riley exists again and Jackson exists again and Zeb and and I and did enjoy Sophia. the fact that she went through all these guys that came up and hugged her and kissed her and Jackson kisses her on the lips, which made me go, oh yeah, have they not broken up? Did they ever get to a position where they needed to break up? Nope, they still, I, I, they, I, I, they're still together. Ja all right. Well, I mean, maybe Mac is more progressive than we thought. Uh, so, so Jackson Spring, uh, it's explained that Jackson came up with the um, surprise party idea. Right. Um, because they're still dating. Okay. Um,. Because uh, uh, it right. says, okay. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I, 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 he, Later that I, night. I know he's kind of waiting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's kind of waiting there to sweep you off your feet, and he's more than welcome to hold that broom for as long as he wants. If I have my way, he'll be holding it for a very long time. Interesting. I still wonder, I wonder if he'd still feel that way if he knew everything. And, and, and so, again, like, oh, like, oh, considering how long this book took to establish that Zade was not fucking Charles. I, I'm, I'm not sure if, if the book can resolve who's getting married in the next however many pages. The next chapter is crazy short. Uh, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, so, I mean, maybe I'm wrong in assuming they're still dating, but it does sound like they're still dating and, like, that Mac, despite the fact that Mac went to Tennessee for her kept her from dying and everything. She's still going, oh, I haven't decided which one of you I like more. Right. And again, the reason why I think it's Mac and Zade getting married is because that if Zade were a maid of honor, um, 
in Della and Charles's remarrying, uh, then it wouldn't have been, oh, we had to go all over the place to find a dress. That's, that's not really, it's, uh, I don't know. Don't get married, folks. Uh, you can get married if you want to, just because marriage was not for you, James, doesn't mean it's not for everybody. Okay, that's fine. Um, get a good, get a solid prenup. Uh, oh my god, you were terrible. So, okay. The chapter ends with, with Mac and Zade kissing. Passionately and, kissing. And Zade is as happiest as she's ever been. Now, what I would like to posit to you, uh, fellow co-host, is that the next chapter is literally four pages long. And for as long as we've been doing this chapter, I have threatened with a, a, a live in the moment recording of an episode of handbook for handbook. And I am willing to read the next four pages in essentially real time, providing commentary as we go. I can't imagine that there is enough in the next four pages to warrant a full length episode. And I think it makes sense to split the, uh, preview and afterward into a separate episode so what 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 do you think i'm okay with it because uh yeah we're gonna do the preview for the next book in its own uh yep. episode and it is actually longer than this final epilogue chapter whatever so yeah i'm on board with that we'll do that all right uh, for next week fuck it we're doing it live yeah uh we'll have to all right figure that out well um in that case uh i'll save that energy for next week yes um that wraps it up for this week, uh, except for the, the closing statements. Um, well, I do want to introduce, because we are on chapter 20, um, yeah. we have had some thoughts as to what we want to do when we wrap up this book. Um, to recap, we could start the book over from the beginning. We could read books that are better than this one, that um, are of a similar vein, I guess, of like magic using magic users using magic for something that's not magic. That didn't come out. Um, um, yeah. We had one listener on Twitter named Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Um, say, I'd love to see you guys try and turn this into a good story or read other books like Ready Player One for Girls. Um, oh. I also thought of a couple books that we could do that I could, uh, that are of similar veins of not great books and authors aren't necessarily great people. Um, one of which would be The Selection, which is a dystopian bachelor-esque YA book you know you're interested um the author is not a nice person and uh the other one is anything of the what mortal instruments series cassandra clare um local author cassandra clare oh i didn't realize she was local to boston uh massachusetts i think yeah a friend uh a former friend partied at her house once oh great is she a nice person and as like an actual human being i don't know anything about i her. don't I, I i don't know um i only know the plagiarism allegations and the fact that like she keeps writing the same trilogy and different settings is how i've come to understand it I don't know enough about it. I actually have never read the Mortal Instruments or any of the following series. I have watched two episodes of Shadowhunter and went, oh, this is really bad. I can't do this, which is saying a lot because I love freeform uh, TV shows. So just throwing those out there as well um, as different things uh, that we could do because book two still has not been announced despite there being a preview. Well, we live in hope. Um, <laughs> Dewey, because you don't sound like it. Well, I mean, I just got 
fucking shit canned Jeez, on Friday. So I'm just saying. Um, I mean, I have a lot of but, thoughts if you want to hear my thoughts on that, but no, 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 definitely not in podcast form. Um, this is, this is not the James to Brooker therapy hour. I'm not Mark Marin. Um, all right. But, um, speaking of things that are good segue ish out of Mark Marin, I guess, I don't know. I he guess. was fun in, uh, he was fun in, um, the wrestling show on Netflix. Uh, we have to recommend something. Yes, we uh, do. so I'll start. Uh, I watched Annihilation over the weekend <laughs> and that was fun uh i'm not gonna recommend that it's already been recommended uh i am going to recommend a movie called stalker by andre tarkovsky and annihilation is the plot of stalker uh stalker is much longer much slower it's russian and it is moody as hell it is it is a it, you 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 just put it on and you sort of relax into it for a good three hours uh i described annihilation not or with zero patronizing intent uh i described annihilation as a solid set of training wheels for stalker and so if you watched annihilation and you go i want more of that then Stalker read is the book. Well, yeah, series. read the book. There's a trilogy, and, right? And also watch Stalker. Um, I just learned Sopranos came out 19 years ago. Jeez, is that what you're recommending? The Sopranos? No, I've never actually seen The Sopranos. My mother's rewatching okay. The Sopranos. Oh, okay. Um, so what are you recommending? <sighs> I have not read much this week, so I'm going to actually recommend a movie, which doesn't happen frequently. Um, because I guess in spite of the fact that you almost always recommend movies, you actually read a good bit too. You just don't recommend books frequently. No comments. Yeah. Well, I, I I'd have to go back and listen to the podcast, which I don't listen to my own podcast as a rule. Uh, but I th- I'd I'd say it's like maybe fifty fifty. It's not. Um. Okay, I believe you. Um, I'm going to recommend Tragedy Girls because I watched that last night. Because I've been on a dark comedy kick all week because of many reasons. Um, let's pull this back up. La, la, la. Tragedy Girls came out last year. Um, mm-hmm. It was not a worldwide release. Um, I think even here in New York, we only had it at one theater for like a midnight showing for like two weeks. Um, Mm -hmm. so it was very, very weird, but it is about, um, teenage girls who are trying to get social media, um, popularity and end up doing this by becoming serial killers. And it's great. It is hilarious. It's got, uh, Alexandra Ship and Brianna Hildebrand are the main characters. Um, Josh, Josh Hutcherson plays an ex-boyfriend um there's also craig robinson who is always delightful um i think one of the quaid people um yeah jack quaid um i think that is uh yeah dennis quaid's son uh, meg ryan's son too actually um so that explains why he looks familiar the whole time um it's amusing it's on amazon prime you can rent it for four or five bucks 
Buy it for ten if you would like. All right. Oh, sorry, I'm stretching. Uh, where can people find you if they want to hear more of your voice, even though you don't? Job hunting. Um, also on podcasts, uh, over the tabletop, a two-player focused board game podcast with my partner Aaron Ayers and co-producer Solstice Kit Kat Ayers DeBrucker. Um, our new episode finally dropped because, as evinced by my tone, this episode life happened. Uh, so we're going to get back into a more regular recording schedule over the tabletop podcast on social media. We're on Libsyn, your podcasting application of choice over the tabletop on Facebook, Gmail, Twitter, not Vero yet, but I should probably fix that. Um, what about you? I host two other podcasts, judging book covers podcast and, uh, fabulous retellings judging book covers podcast. I host with Stephanie Cortez. It is a biweekly book club podcast where we help people go through their backlog of books. Um, and fabulous retellings is a fairy tale retelling based podcast. Um, we're still currently in Bluebeard. I had to think about it. Um, but we only just started Bluebeard when we're, recording this so we're not too far into it um and yeah go check those out um as for this podcast you can find us on facebook and twitter at handbook podcast there is a facebook group called judging fabulous nope you named the fucker i did yes and it is 10 a.m and i have not had breakfast or caffeine um it is called a handbook for judging fabulous retellings covers. Uh, we have some pretty good chatter going on about books that we're reading, um, stupid stuff going on in the book world, and things like Mary's sister wants Fifty Shades of Grey to be a Bluebeard retelling. Um, so yeah, come join us and chat away. Um, if you want to come talk about Lanny Serum, sure, why not? All right. Um... So yeah, that does it. One more chapter to go. Uh, next episode will be a live episode. Hooray. Um, It'll be a live reading. It won't be a live episode. It's not like we're going to get it on Facebook and live or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, that's There's true. not There'll going be to be reading. an audience. Well, you know, except for Charlie and Solstice. Um, but yeah, uh, until next time, I remain for my sins, James DeBrooker. And I am Megan Griffith. Be seeing ya. I'm James DeBrooker. No, you're going to start that over. All right. I am James DeBrooker. No. All right, fine. I'll do it this week.